Have you ever been to a store in a mall and found a shirt that you liked because it was a cute pattern, a cute style, or it was on the clearance rack and you thought to yourself, damn, this is too much money for so little fabric. I say the same thing about food. Because if it's not seven tenders, 27 french fries, exactly 27 french fries, because I'm going to eat 27, two pieces of Texas toast, two pizzas, an Olive Garden bread basket, and a Diet Coke. I'm not interested. And you're probably wondering, honey, if you eat like that, how do you stay in the clothes that you wear for stage? Well, keep listening, and I'll let you know exactly how. Let me just tell you. It's a whole lot of magic, desperation, anticipation, anxiety, and a whole lot of sheer willpower. Also, tears and sweat of a drag queen. Like mine! (laughs) Okay, I can't cry. Sorry. Hello, friends. How are you? I am... Okay. (laughs) no for real i am fine welcome back to another episode of tea with honey my name is honey damore and i'm gonna be your podcast host for this episode like every single fucking episode on this podcast hi how are you if you can imagine me reaching my hand hand out to you trying to shake your hand you would imagine it because i'm a business professional fish kind of like that bitch whatever you want to call me but for real, like this is a podcast, it's not recorded, so you really can't see my hand, like, ah, uh. but I want you to close your eyes, picture me in front of you in the most lavish outfit, the most lavish hair, the most beautifulest makeup, which was Friday, and just be like, yes, this is the woman I want to hire as either a seamstress or a for a bachelorette party or just to do my makeup and have some fun. That's me. Hi. If you guys do know who I am, then again, I am so sorry that you know who I am. You know, I'm a lot to handle. You know, I am such a wonderful person. And you know, I like cats and bracelets. If you don't know who I am and you're listening to the fifth episode instead of the first episode, then why in the fuck did you pick episode five? What is this, a Star Wars trilogy? No. Go back and listen to episode one and then come back. Okay, are there any people gone? Are they? Okay, good. Today's topic is all about vaginal resurrections. Okay, are they really gone now? Okay. Hi, today's episode is all about costume work. Um, some things to look out when you're buying costumes for online versus how people can scam you and, you know, and selling you guys a $25 outfit and selling to you for literally hundreds of dollars. Um, it's happened before, not to me, but I know some people that it has happened to quite a few times. Um, so I am here today to, one, not only just go through like what makes a costume to how to avoid kind of scams of a costume three what is like an appropriate amount for a costume you know whether you're making it or if you're going to be buying it and four maybe i'll give you some sewing tips and tricks that i have grown to accustom with myself as far as like being a seamstress which is something I think everybody does need to know. I have been sewing my own costumes for probably about three and a half to pretty much most of my drag career. Uh, something that a lot of the new queens will do is that they'll go to Walmart or Target, Forever 21, Goodwill, Dollar Tree, something on those lines, and they'll get them a cheap dress. And then they will then take that cheap dress and they'll cover it in cheap rhinestones. Now, when I say cheap rhinestones, I mean the rhinestones from Walmart. Um, they come in like a pack of a thousand for like two bucks. They'll cover that dress in that and then they'll think they look the still stunningest. And here I am in a legit beaded gown. I'm like, hi. <laughs> this is what you get when you order it and this is what you get when it comes. Um, 
kidding. I don't ever talk bad about anybody, especially since this is the first time in drag. I don't usually pay no mind to their dress. And if they said this is their first night, then I always try to keep in mind, you know, at least they're giving an A for effort. And then we can go from there, you know, if they do wish to have my help um, <laughs> with costume work. However, my first time um, was a little different. I knew I wanted the most lavish gown, the most lavish hair, most lavish jewelry. Like, I wanted to be good on a good foot and be impressive the first time and be perfect. Because, hi, we Virgos, we want perfection and we want nothing less than perfection. However, I will say during quarantine, I've only wanted like 85% perfection and then 15% participation. Yay, participation trophy. I love shiny trophies. I just like shiny things. Like really shiny. <laughs> um, But no, I literally nowadays just kind of like, yeah, fuck it, it's okay. <laughs> Don't have to be 100% perfect all the time. Quarantine has really changed me, people. So I spent my hard-earned money on all of this stuff. You know, a nice, beautiful gown. I paid you no know, 154 plus the shipping. And a gown, a wig that was about a $50 wig, which really isn't that much to sneeze at. Um, and you know, or some wigs are two to three hundred dollars. You know, and I paid, I paid, you know, for really good jewelry and some shoes. And I never got that, and I had my money taken from me. And it made me realize that some people just cannot be trusted when it comes with selling products. So I've learned to start doing everything myself um, from day one. The only thing I couldn't do right then is wigs. I can do wigs now, and I'm kind of okay with them. Um, but costumes is where I lay because I will spend, you know, two, you know, one fifty, two hundred dollars on material to make an outfit and if I have the time to literally sit down and start it and work on it from start to finish I could probably turn it around and sell it for 500 like it I go that into detail with the work and I think a lot of the times when you're passionate about something you do go into the little bitty itty bitty details of what you're working on to make sure that it is absolutely perfect um, so when I got gypped out on all of that money, I got really butt hurt because one, I, I really worked hard for that money. Um, I was working three jobs back then and I literally worked my freaking ass off to save up that money. That way I could start drag and I had to start like everyone else did, except I bought a great, I remember it. It was a green fuzzy like a, it was like a it's like a really long cashmere top and a shower curtain don't judge and a shower curtain and I took that shower curtain so and cut it into a circle hot glued the edges down that way it actually was like clean and professional looking even though I used the, the good old Mandalay sewing machine <laughs> that's what we call it here in Colombia uh, make sure you give uh, Mandalay behind the last show a listen to because I can guarantee you it's a lot of fun she does a lot of fun stuff on that show um, but anyway, I used a hot glue gun, and I didn't have a sewing machine back then, so I used a hot glue, and I legitimately hot glued this skirt, this circle of fabric, to this shirt, and called it a dress, and it was, and I was like, this looks good! Y'all, the shirt itself was green, the shower curtain was yellow pineapples. It did not look good at all. It literally looked like I was becoming a pineapple. It was not the best. It was actually, back then it was the best I could do. But it was not the best. And let's not even talk about makeup. We've already talked about that. Today is all about the outfits. So, if you guys are ready to get started, then let's get us started. So you're probably asking yourself, what qualifies as a drag outfit? So a drag outfit is very, very creative. Uh, whenever costume designers, seamstresses are making an outfit, especially if it's for drag queens, we always think, what are we making and what are the clientele wanting? 
you know, it can be something simple as like a bodysuit leotard where it hugs you or it will hug your swerves and curves at the waist. Sometimes shows the butt maybe. And you have your legs bare. You can wear some heels or a boot or or whatnot. Um, you also have a gown. You also have a cat suit, which is it has sleeves and legs. You have halter tops. You know, there'd be a halter top cocktail dress or a halter top cat suit. Uh, you have, there's plenty of different things. Like, there's different accessories you can have. Like, you can have chaps made for it. You can have, uh, bracelets made out of the other fabric. You can have a bow made out of fabric. You can have pretty much anything that you can think of, you can make out of fabric. And sewing, guys, is not that hard. A lot of people I hear say, oh, I don't make my own outfits because I don't know how to sew. You don't know how to sew. Well, girl, if you're going to be on RuPaul's Drag Race and you and you watch every single episode and there's always a bitch being like, I don't know how to sew. We're in what? Season 13? Season 6 of All Stars now? Girl, it's not that hard. You can sew an outfit together. Even if it's a simple leotard, it's not that hard. But then again, who am I to talk? I've been doing this for four years. So um, so I always have to be keyful in mind whenever people like, oh, I can't sew. Why can't you sew? <laughs> but, but I guess also some people also don't have time because, you know, they work two or three jobs and then drag. Where I only work two jobs and sew and then drag. So I guess that makes it all poor but anyway uh also a drag costume is also sometimes um made out of spandex or stretch fabric such as a lycra a spandex or even a nylon fabric which that actually does stretch most of the time it's made out of four-way stretch fabric so that way it actually will stretch four ways it'll stretch up and down and left and right and that will actually hug all of your curves and swerves to where you'll have a body. You'll, it'll, it will fit your body and there will be even there might even be some room to actually stretch in it. Also, some outfits have, you know, fringe, rhinestones, bows, you know, it's pieces of fabric that are put together. Um, appliques. There's a lot of stuff when it comes into costume making, and it all can add up, especially whenever you're paying an actual costume designer to actually make the outfit. Now, keep in mind, I have just—I think I've only asked one person to make something for me, and he quoted me at an amount, and I think it's reasonable for the amount of fabric it's going to take. So, obviously, I'd have to make it because I quite don't know how to make it yet. But you got to also keep it mindful of like how much fabric is this is this going to make? How much is the fabric? How much time is the person going to have to put into it to make the outfit? Because, you know, there's going to be some stupid bitch that's going to go and buy a $23.99 outfit off of Amazon, have it shipped to them in two days and add $20 worth of rhinestones and be like, $300, price is firm, shipper pays for shipping, in excellent unused condition. And you're like, oh, this looks so beautiful, and run, then you buy it, and then before you realize it, well, shit, I just spent all of this money for nothing. And that's how they get you. Now, there is some people that actually do make all of these outfits for a living to where, you know, they bust out two or three outfits in a day. Some have rhinestones, don't, some don't. And you can look at the actual item and actually go, okay, there is a lot of work to put into this. Because some of the outfit costume designers that I have um, friends with, you know, they they are hemming the seams they are making big puffy shoulders they're making bows they are you know they're making really really big ball gowns and you know, they're setting it to two no, two two fifty you always keep in mind how much fabric really is there and how much work was really put into that outfit before you purchase it also 
rhinestones can become either really, really cheap, but good quality, or they become really, really expensive, but not a whole lot of them. <laughs> the most expensive stone you're going to get is a Swarkowski. I can't pronounce the word. Look it up. <laughs> I can't pronounce the word. A Swarkowski crystal. When I looked at the pricing last, and it, I could be completely wrong, I probably am, um, they were like $12 per stone. And, you know, an outfit's going to have ten to 12,000 stones. So take that times, you know, take $12 times 10,000. You're spending $120,000 on just rhinestones alone. No pageant gown is going to have that much money on rhinestones unless you married the rich. None. Hell, the one... A uh, gown combo that I have that has a whole bunch of rhinestones on it. I think I probably paid about fifty to sixty dollars for rhinestones. Not even kidding. The outfit itself is probably about two to three hundred dollars. You know, to actually sell it. If I was going to sell it, but it's one of my favorites, so I'm not going to sell it. I'll lose the weight, and then hopefully it'll fit. Hopefully, um. But no, for real, it's right. And then also got to keep in consideration of fringe. Fringe, it can come in so many, in so many places. Some places sell it by the yard, where it's like nine dollars a yard. Some will sell it by a bolt, which a bolt, you know, sometimes is ten to fifteen yards of fringe. How much fringe is on this outfit, and how much do they have to pay for the fringe? Um. Sometimes the bolts, when you buy the fringe bolt, sometimes there is a discount because you're buying a whole bolt and they don't have to cut it off of it. Uh, so instead of it paying $9 a yard times 10, instead of paying $90 for the bolt, they may want to pay like 75 for the whole bolt. And then either gluing it on or sewing it on, or they just pray that it will stick. Which I will go ahead and mention real quick, if you are sewing with fringe, if you don't want to stretch the garment while you are sewing the fringe on, which is effective as the fringe won't come off, but it takes a lot of time. <laughs> um, you also can glue the fringe on. So, for example, if you actually take fringe, the fringe, which comes in, you know, into like a bowl, almost like fabric, and you cut it into small little sections, put some E6000 on the back of the uh, fringe and put it onto the fabric it actually will let dry it will stay on and it actually will stretch with you which is good e6000 is what i use i use the fabrifuse which you can get at joann's for i think it's a I think it's for 50 cents more than the actual regular e6000 and it actually will stretch with you if you all you guys e6000 it'll be fine um, it may not stretch as much but it will stretch because just keep in mind when you are sewing something that's not stretchy to something that's stretchy it ain't gonna stretch because you have something that's not stretching going one way so if you sew all of this fringe on without stretching the actual outfit it ain't gonna fit sis it ain't gonna fit the next thing is going to be how much money should i spend on either material or how much money should i spend and pay someone to make an actual outfit. So, here is my word. I will go ahead and mention I am more knowledgeable in the make-it-myself side versus the asking-someone-else side. Um, so, as far as making it myself, it depends on what I want. If I want just a simple leotard, just one color with, you know, like, collar and sleeves but stuff to your to fabric spend 40 bucks make it yourself and you're golden they say that a bodysuit can always be a actual outline for any kind of outfit that you're wanting whether it be a cat suit a gown or just another bodysuit uh also also depending if you want to add rhinestones on it so if you're wanting rhinestones you can buy yourself you know a pack of uh, 1,400 rhinestones for 10 or $12 and have them shipped, get them in two or three days, depending on where you live. 
you know, E6000 on and boom, you got yourself a nice sparkly outfit. Again, it really honestly just depends on what you want. Um, here recently, I haven't been adding rhinestones to my outfits because, one, we're in a pandemic and my rhinestones come from people who buy them from China and they're out. So I don't rhinestone my outfits anymore. I have some rhinestones, but all I have is orange and I am not a big fan of just orange. <laughs> so I got to find something to do with just orange rhinestones. Um, but if I'm going to be making like a legit like gown to where it's going to be, it's going to be floor length with a high slit and there's going to be a nice cape, I'll spend maybe $80 worth of fabric and make it. And then whatever I have left over, I may make some like embellishments, like I may like, make a little bow for it. Um, you know, I may maybe instead of doing normal sleeves, if I have enough fabric, I'll do like big puffy sleeves and make it really, really big and really, really scrunchy. Um, it's just honestly, again, I really depends on the mood and what I see myself as making an outfit. And as far as like inspiration goes, I literally don't have inspiration for anything. I just pick some fabrics together and I just go with it. You when you're making your outfit the first time, I do recommend drawing out a pattern and drawing what you want as far as like, okay, I know I want a leotard with a skirt and I want that skirt to tear away where I could just grab it and whoop, tear it off and people be like, ah, that's great. Then, you know, okay, so I'm going to need fabric i mean no i know i'm gonna need enough fabric for that so i probably will wind up getting two yards just to be on the safe side and i will tell you two yards is just perfect for a leotard with a skirt it is just perfect for those who do not know how so and want to have something custom made by somebody they obviously this is how they make money you know they are going to charge you an upcharge that way they can make some money so let's just take for an example they are charging you a hundred and twenty dollars to make that leotard that same leotard that you can make for forty dollars no rhinestones though okay so they're doing a three hundred percent increase to make you a simple leotard. Now, I will say for the bigger outfits, like maybe some pageant gowns, unless you're going to be like me and be daring, um, or maybe see even some of the bigger projects, if they quote you, then yeah, go ahead and do it if you don't know how to exactly do it. Um, or, if you just don't got time, then that's all you got. Like, for real, it's all you got. I know there's been a couple times that I'm just like, okay, do I repeat an outfit? Or do I just make something very, very quick and easy? And nine times out of ten, it's making something very, very quick, very, very easy that I can just literally just throw over my head and go. But that also really very, 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 very rarely happens. I always like to allow myself some time to actually be able to make an outfit that is at least stage worthy may not have any rhinestones or fringe on it but it is at least stage worthy um so that's pretty much the basis of actually sewing an outfit now you're probably wondering honey you talked about making it myself but how do i make it well let's go over some sewing machine basics in the next and the next uh segment so when you are sewing an outfit together, you have to always keep in mind three things. One, your fabric. What kind of fabric are you using? Is it slippery? Are you going to need to pin, do a, use straight pins all around the edges to put the actual garments together? Two, are you allowing yourself a seam allowance? Even with stretch material, I always still allow myself at least because i'm a bigger person at least an inch of seam allowance always an inch of seam allowance that way whenever i'm sewing it all together 
I'll still have a little bit and it will still and it will still fit. And the third is what settings are my machines set to? So let's go ahead and talk about those settings real quick. So on a machine, you have your stitch length. That is the difference between going into the going into the fabric, coming up out of it, and going forward to the next stitch. That is how long that is. Then you have the width. So how long is it how long is that what's the width of that stitch gonna be? So like is this especially counteracts with zigzag stitching, which is what you should be doing. Um, if you're working with spandex or any kind of stretch outfit, outfit is what is the distance going to be from left to right? So if you have a set to one, it's literally going to be sitting in the same spot, but just going left and right just a little bit. Or if you set it to the highest, it's going to go left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. I think you get the point. And the third thing is also the tension. How tight is this stitch going to be? You don't want to set your tension all the way up thinking that, oh, my my outfit will never unravel and will never break. Bull. There are some instances that it will break because it's two pieces of fabric together. So I always recommend going with a medium tension. That way it's loose enough to where the fabric actually will stretch. But it's also tight enough to where the fabric's not good to unravel. Um, I always recommend, depending on the machine that you have, is always to play with the tensions around and to see what you like. Because remember, the tighter the tension, sometimes the more the scrunched up the material can be, especially spandex. Spandex is one of, is literally one of the hardest materials to work with because yes, it is stretchy and you can, you know, be very forgetful, forgivable when it comes with, you know, cutting something out wrong or making it just a little bit too small, you, you it can make up for it, but it also is one of the slipperiest fabrics to work with. And also, when you're sewing it together, it can, um, sorry, it also can be one of the worst fabrics to even put together, you know, as far as, like, pinning it down and when you're sewing it it starts slipping um i know that's a really weird analogy but that's the only way i can describe it <laughs> cotton fabric is a lot easier but it doesn't stretch unless it's got nylon in it then yes it will stretch but your plain old regular spandex swimsuit spandex is slippery and you will need a lot of pins in it also when it comes to sewing you do not want to push all the way down your pedal and then just pray because <laughs> that's not going to do anything because you, then you have to sit there and if you mess up, then you got to sit there and rip all of those seams out. That's not going to be a very good thing. So literally when I am sewing, I'm going very slow. I'm letting it go about Instead of going, I'm going, so going about a medium to a little bit of a slower speed. That way I have more control, especially if I'm going around a curve. Um, I'll have more control to actually control my fabric to where it's going to be around the edge and not having a kind of like an awkward extra part you have to cut off at the very end it's always about the speed do not just push your foot and just go because that's not because one that's not safe because if the needle breaks that needle's gonna go flying because needles do break and two you will wear out you will wear out your machine i've done it before trust me <laughs> um also when you are sewing and you have something pinned together, when you get to a pin, remove it and then continue. Don't sew over the pin because if you just keep going, the needle can actually stick into the ball of a straight pin and pierce it. And then you have to, then 
you gotta pull the pin off of the needle and then sometimes the ball will fall off of the needle of the straight pin then you gotta toss it because you can't really use it i mean I guess you could hot glue it back together but you know what you bought a you should have a pack of 5,000 pins that you should be able just to put together. <laughs> you should be able to throw one away. Um, and when you're done, make sure you do cut all of the threads off of your garment. Because I hate it whenever I'm watching somebody and I see a thread that's a foot long and it's just, it's one white thread just hanging from the back. And I'm sitting here like, you need to cut that with scissors because that's driving me nuts. Cut it with scissors. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Cut it with scissors. Also, if you're making the outfit yourself, try it on when you're done. Because if it's really, really saggy, unless that's the look you're going for, then you would want to take it in. Also, be mindful of, like, where your padding starts and where it stops. Uh, because if your padding starts lower, then obviously you're going to want to extend your pattern down a little bit lower. That way I can cover the hips. If your hips are higher... Then you'd want, then you would want to make sure that it's a little bit higher. Your cut for your, uh, for your hips is just a little bit higher. So, and your body is always changing. So whenever you use an actual, uh, pattern, make sure that you do keep in mind of any current changes to your body, whether you lose weight or you gain weight. Make sure to keep in mind of that. Let's go ahead and talk about some things that you will need for when you sew your own outfit. So, besides the fabric, that's an um, it's an um out of given, the fabric. You are going to need a sewing machine. I have a Singer Heavy Duty 4430. This is a machine that will, that is heavy duty, so the, so the parts inside of the machine will last forever. And it will go through almost any fabric like butter. I've had absolutely no problems with machine with this machine whatsoever. Absolutely no problems whatsoever. So I definitely do recommend that machine. You're also going to need thread. Now, what kind of thread? You would want thread that actually would either one would stretch with you, or two you can get, or you can use all-purpose thread. That's what I use from time to time. Is all-purpose thread. Especially if I don't have the exact color. Uh, other things you're going to need is you're going to need the correct needle. Now, when I talk about the correct needle, one, I'm talking about is it going to work with your machine? Because if you have a Singer machine, it might not work with brother needles. It They might not have the same capabilities. Also, for the project project that you're working on, what kind of needle do you need? If you're working with a cotton, then a plain old regular universal needle will do just fine. But if you're working with a stretch need a stretch material, you're going to need a stretch needle or you're going to need something that's going to be that's going to not be as harsh to the fabric. If you're working with leather, you're going to want something that's going to be able to pierce through the leather cuz leather needles are strong. And they also are built to actually be piercing through that thick material. Other things are going to be scissors because you're going to use to cut out your fabric. I recommend getting two pairs of scissors. You're going to want one that's going to be your fabric scissors. Do not, I will repeat, do not let anybody use your fabric scissors to cut paper, string, nothing fabric scissors are meant to cut fabric and fabric only get yourself another pair of scissors to cut the threads you're also going to need uh, a seam ripper a seam ripper is all if you make a mistake it is a small little needle point you just stick it underneath the thread and you pull and you'll just push it forward and pull up. That will rip the, oh, that will rip the uh, thread. And then you'll just do that around your mistake and then you could be able to sew it. 
straight pins to put the materials together. You are also going to need a measuring tape. Now, you're going to need a measuring tape to kind of measure your body and where exactly how long you need for like your for your sleeves, how long if you're making pants, how long pants, how long do you need the pants to be? How big around is it for your waist? Like you have to know these kind of things. So I do recommend a measuring tape. I also do recommend to also find a bodysuit that fits you perfectly to a T. Here is why. You can use that bodysuit as a pattern for every single garment. And if it fits you perfectly to a T, I like to also make sure I can fit three fingers stacked together. Like if you're holding your hand out like for a stop sign, you tell people to stop, put your pinky down. If you could fit three fingers in each side and the back easily and it will stretch, then okay, then it then it is fine. And I don't feel as claustrophobic when I make something. <laughs> um, then you're golden. Um, other things you're gonna need is if you don't wanna if you don't want to take the pat take your bodysuit and pin it down and just cut around the actual pattern is you can find a fabric marker or some fabric chalk to draw around the actual garment and then cut it out. That would work. Uh, you also would need, if you're doing any kind of like reveals or if you're making a coat, zippers or Velcro will be your best friend. Uh, make sure if you do get a zipper, if you're making a coat, make sure you get one that separates at the bottom. If you get the one that's just made for like zipping up a blouse that don't separate at the end, your coat is not going to turn into a coat. It's going to turn into a dress that has a big opening. And we don't want that. And third, and the last thing I do recommend you're going to need is you're going to need patience and time. Take your time sewing this thing together. Don't rush through it. Take your time. Trust me. I know you're so anxious and you just want to get it done because you're concerned and how it's going to look. If you worry about it, it's going to look like shit. Trust me, I've made that mistake before. I know what I'm talking about. I may not know what I'm talking about when it comes to certain topics, but this is one I am 1,000% confident in. Take your time. If you need to step away from it, turn your machine off, step away, and come back. Let's go ahead and talk about how to find a good drag seamstress between a bad seamstress for drag costumes so very first thing you want to look at is what exactly is being sold and how much the money is and think of how much fabric was used to make that so let's just say to make things easier and simple let's just say somebody is selling a purple gown with a giant hood and the outfit is covered and head to tone in lace with with a few rhinestones here and there. Let's just say that. Just make things easier. And they are asking for $75. One, is it used? If it is used, how used is it? If someone can legitimately tell you it has been used, I've worn it once, and they're asking that price for it, I can tell you a gallon take. A gown itself takes about two yards, um, sometimes three yards if you're going to do it just as two panels. If that's the case, go ahead and buy it. The hood is literally extra. But if someone is selling, again, that $23.99 bodysuit with $20 worth of rhinestones or selling it for $300, do your research to see and where you can find that exact bodysuit from. Kind of like with Mayhem Miller, how with her entrance look, she walked in with that red bodysuit. Fit her beautifully, by the way. And had some rhinestones on it. Bitch, it does not matter how fancy the outfit is. If it works, it works. 
and everyone was gagging and she and she was a talk for like a couple weeks that's how you make an impression right there and also depending on the seller you can also ask for actual clientele reviews you know as far as like hey has any of my friends bought cautions from this person hey has any people bought cautions from this person Hey, has any people bought cautions from this person? Like, people will legitimately will ask for recommendations. I do recommend, now, if you know the person very well, like the back of your hand, like, I can recommend you to people right off the bat that I know will, that does amazing work, and they will get the job done really, really, really quickly. The first person I will recommend is Miss Markstone with Markstone Creations here in St. Louis, Missouri. She, her work is absolutely stunning. I do have one of her gowns that I did buy from her uh, daughter, Miss Janessa Highland, who is our Miss Gay Missouri America 2018. I bought a gown from her. It's a pink gown that the whole right side of it is covered in sequins and rhinestones. And then the front has a high slit and there's rhinestones all over the sequins. It is beautiful. It hits the stage wonderful. It's it's gorgeous. Like, there's no other word for it than just it's gorgeous. So, I bought it for 75 because it was used. And I can tell you what. I've worn it twice and I feel like a million bucks every single time. And the seams do not come apart. Which is another good thing. How many times does an actual person have an outfit that comes back and there's <laughs> seams ripped? So, I do recommend with her. You also can check out Ryan Zink. Z-Y-N-C. I believe it's his name. I will go ahead and I'll list him in the description if you want to get in contact with him. Um, he is the husband. He is the hubby to Roxy Malone, who is a very true and dear sister of mine. And his work always is amazing. And his work is very, very affordable. Um, so if you do have any other outfits that you do want made um, and you don't have the time, definitely go ahead and check him out. He will, he is taking um, inquiries as we speak. And he always is. His work's always stunning. I do recommend him. So those are two people that I can recommend um, based off of personal experiences and actually personally knowing these people and meeting, knowing these people and meeting them. I can 100% recommend. Now, who I do not recommend from personal experience would be Demetra Blackwell. Do not purchase from her. I have a story about her. I won't go into details with it. Let's just say it's a lot. That's all That's all I will speak about it. It's just a lot. So, with that being said, I just recommend that if you're not going to make it yourself, do your research on who you're buying it from. Because I don't want to see anybody else get scammed. You know, whether it be a wig or if it be an outfit or jewelry or, or padding, I don't want to see anybody else get scammed. Because there's a, there's a lot of scam artists out there that need to be put to shame. And I already did on one on a national platform. So, hi. How are you? <laughs> oh, God. No, we do, we, are, no, we do not support Mr. Star. We do not support him at all. Now you're probably wondering, honey, you never really did answer my question. How much should I spend on this outfit that I'm going to buy? So here's my rule of thumb. Do your research on the fabric that you're wanting and how much fabric you think it's going to be. Keep in mind, a yard is three feet of fabric. If you're six feet tall if you're going to do a gown you're going to need at least three or four yards 
So if a fabric is going to cost you $12 a yard, we're just going to keep it simple and easy because I can do simple and easy math. <laughs> Honey is pretty, not smart. So 12 times 4 yards, $12 times 4 yards is $48 before taxes. Okay. So say that they're taking that 4 yards and they're going to take it times 2. So... $96. Oh my God, I can count that high. $96 is how much that outfit should cost. About that. Also, keep in mind at the time. So if they're like 110 for a leotard with a collar and for, you know, with a collar and a, um, and maybe, maybe like a, maybe a skirt or whatnot, then yeah, that would be okay. Go ahead and give them the money. But, if it looks like it has holes in it, unless it's like a net, like it's like a netting or like a mesh or something on those lines. But if it has holes in it and it looks kind of stained up and a little worn or whatnot, and they're asking for a hundred bucks for it, hell no, that's a red flag. Go away from it. Now, however, if they're like, if there's like one stain on it and it just needs to be washed, then if they're literally selling it for really, really cheap, then take it. <laughs> then take it and run with it. Because it will be beneficial because you guys will just wash the stain out of it if you can. And if you can't, put rhinestones on it. Perfectly fine. So, also some outfits, depending on what all you're getting for. Like, if you're having like, okay, I want a gown with a hat and a bow and a cape and big puffy sleeves and a high slit. And I want to have a skirt prep. A peplum, and I want to have some gloves with it, and they're charging you three fifty because of all of the work they got to go into it. I say it is acceptable because that's a lot of fabric, especially making hats. Hats are hard to make. I'm learning to make a hat myself. Hats are very, very hard to make, especially if you're making like a top hat. Now, if you're making one of those disc hats, then they're not that hard to make. They're just a circle. But if they're, but if you're making a legit top hat and they're only charging you three fifty for it, go ahead and do it. Also, keep in mind: Are you wanting rhinestones on it, and what are the ups charge for the rhinestones going to be? Now, if you're somebody who has time and can rhinestone and want to, then I say go ahead and do it without the rhinestones. Um, if you're somebody who just does not have time or does not have the patience to sit there and place stones strategically, go ahead and have it rhinestone it. However, I will say you probably will be charged upcharge for the rhinestoning as well. Because, you know, sewing is a business. You know, whenever you walk into like a clothing store, even it's like Walmart, you know, Walmart may only pay, you know, a dollar fifty per t shirt, but they're doing an upcharge to seven, eight, nine dollars that we they can make money back and then the part of that money can go back to the creator of that brand or whoever or artist or whoever is selling it. So keep that in mind when you are giving any kind of like estimate how much work's going into it so to answer your question if it sounds too good to be true for a brand new outfit then probably you might want to you might want to ask for a actual like a rundown of how much they think how much fabric they think's going to need and where does the cost come into play because also people will also charge you per hour on how long they think it's going to sew. How how long they think it's going to take to sew the whole outfit. You know, obviously, if it's going to be an hour project, they're going to charge you, you know, maybe $10 or $15 just for, just for the time. But if it's going to be a lengthy process to put it all together, they may charge you a little bit more for it. So keep that in mind. The 100% answer is it honestly just depends on what you want. And that is my answer. And my final answer, I'm locking it in. No whammies, big bucks, big bucks. Stop. And I just got a double jeopardy.
and I don't know the answer. Is it corn? Oh, damn. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, that's kind of like my life. And I think that wraps it up for about this episode. Like, there could be a lot more that I could go into about sewing with, but this is just the basics. If you guys want to hear a little bit more in-depth on actually how I do uh, actually sew a costume, maybe I'll do, like, a video about it. Like, let me know what you want. Um, and then maybe have one lucky person win the outfit, if you're between the size and the size. <laughs> um... But I, for real, guys, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in, listening, you know, every other week. And thank you to my following. I'm, I know we're small and we're mighty, but making doing this podcast is something I do really, really do enjoy doing. And it brings me, you know, just a few moments of happiness or it gives me a voice in our community since I may not be such a well-known name, but I think just with having this platform, I'm getting more and more and more of my voice. Um, that's how I see it. Others can probably say, no, honey, you're just talking. But you know what I say to that? Shut up. <laughs> um, again, make sure you do follow me on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook is Honey Demore. Make sure the D and the M are capitalized and there's apostrophe in between the uh, D and the M. Also, there's two O's. So it's D apostrophe m-o-o-r-e um you can also follow me on tiktok at honey demore austin lewis 69 my tiktok is honey demore underscore austin lewis 69 my twitter is the t-h-e honey the more and my snapchat is austin lewis kitty cat because that's the only snapchat that i got and i don't barely even use it but if you want to add me as a friend then we could do it it'd be a lot of fun also i also do have merch available if you go to the inclusionplus.com website and click on the store and scroll down and you'll see there's two t-shirts for me there's the one with my beautiful profile picture from facebook and there's also an illustration from lit studios so thank you so much danielle for drawing that beautiful picture of me i very very much enjoyed it also shout out to the inclusion plus people who are doing an amazing job actually promoting the shows we actually had a really good turn turn out on saturday with our second in-person show we had a really really good turnout of people i was very i was very impressed and everybody had so much fun between the both shows the family show and the 7 p.m show people had so much fun throughout the whole thing and I also got to meet a uh, a guest of a, a really really special guest of mine or a fan of mine that really wanted a picture. So if you're listening and you do have that picture, girl, DM me that picture and I will be more than happy to post it and give you some and give you some clout. Um, again, I do have an episode every other Friday, uh, so. Tune in on Spotify or wherever else you can listen to podcasts for the next episode. I want to thank you guys so much for watching. And remember, honey is better when she's in the fridge. No. Okay. Maybe during this winter heat, then yes. <laughs> but no. It is the more honey, the better. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. And remember, do not spend $300 on trash.